Liana, it's a Barbie world. It's a Barbie. It's officially Barbie, not Barbieheimer. It no, it's a, it, it. I mean, Oppenheimer did very well for the type of movie that it is, but it's a Barbie world. It's. I mean, yeah, you I'm... don't see people walking around dressed like Oppenheimer from the movies, but you do see people wearing a lot of pink. You do see a lot of things being painted pink. Pink is making a comeback, which I know you're not a big fan of that. No, but... not a big fan of that bubblegum pink. But I, I love that. I love that a different kind of movie is the breakout hit of the summer. It's this very week. interesting that the uh, two big uh, supposed blockbusters, Indiana Jones, which you and I saw and both really liked, um, and Mission Impossible, which neither of us will see because of Tom Cruise, um, neither of them met projections. And yet here comes Barbie, not a franchise film, and uh, you know, and a different a different look and feel to it and it blows up well when you look at the movies that have done well this summer they've all had distinct visual styles and they've been weird well you what know? else besides uh barbie has been across the spider-verse a spider-verse yeah okay but spider-verse yeah. very distinct yeah very, very much so typical i mean the mario movie I didn't see it, so I don't, I don't know. That thing's blown up, but everybody's like, what are they doing with this movie? It's weird. And then um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Did Guardians of the Galaxy 3 blow up, though? It, it did very, very well. All right, well, I mean, it was a it was a very good movie. Probably my favorite of the Guardian I mean, movies. Those, One of my those... favorite Marvel movies, that, you know, entirely. Those are the those are the big summer hits. I mean, Mario came out. I think that was actually a spring break movie, but uh, I think I think those are the big three. Oh, and uh, Fast X has done very well internationally, but not domestically. Yeah, because it's cars. People around the world understand cars. Yeah, and I mean, for all the screaming, The Little Mermaid did well. Did it do well? It seemed it, to uh, it seemed to sink. No pun 500, intended. Five hundred sixty million worldwide. Against a, a production cost of what, though? That's a good question. And, I'm going to check marketing that out. Costs. Uh, 250 million US. And it made 500 and something? 500. So it just broke even. Well, not if you include the marketing costs. Well, it's double plus 75 million, right? Is it 70? Uh, okay. Um, it's, 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 the, it's the budget plus 75 to 150 million isn't it something like that yeah it made its money because well, it was a 250 dollar budget a 250 thousand dollar budget so 250 million dollar budget I'm i'd sorry. like to see it on the 250 thousand yeah. that movie yeah. i would see the little mermaid made for 250 thousand dollars because don't forget with that it's also merchandise they're gonna make money on right so well, that movie made money the thing is it it just made money but that's all right. with all the with all the stink around it. I think that's okay. I wish um, it had done better because uh, the leads, the lead Haley ba Bailey, her her voice is incredible. She's she's great. Um, yeah. And uh, but the thing is, none of Disney's live action remakes of their cartoons have done well though it's very it's very hard to call their live action lion king 
live action since it was just digital well, yeah. animation. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, but I they, mean, Pinocchio didn't do well. Dumbo didn't do well. Well, yeah. I mean, The Little Mermaid, five hundred sixty million plus in in this climate. That's pretty good. When you factor in, it's also going to sell some Disney Plus subscriptions and then the toys. They made their money on that. Well, the thing about Indiana Jones is if it hadn't if they hadn't spent so much on it, it, they would be it wouldn't be considered a flop. Exactly. I mean, I think it still would have been something of a disappointment. But I mean, the other the other thing about the Barbie movie is it only cost one hundred and forty five million to make. Well, and yeah, um, and Greta Gerwig obviously put it all on screen because you see, I haven't seen this movie yet. I'm I'm waffling on it. Uh, I'm interested. I'm not a Barbie guy or a Ken guy, um, but what they're doing with cinema with this movie, uh, I'm interested in. It's not about, it's about people's relationship with Barbie. And the thing that I find I I am just loving about the freaking out about it is I've heard for years, whenever I have an opinion about a superhero movie, it's not for you. It's not for you. It's not made for you. And these same guys have what to say about Barbie. Oh, like Ben Shapiro's 42 minute video about how much okay. he hated Barbie. That's the, the half less, of what the movie runs. The less said about that, the better, because that's just, you know, the thing I don't like about that whole ecosystem is that they, they have no regard for human life. They don't they don't care if everybody's laughing at Ben Shapiro. Apparently his producers took him kicking and screaming to that thing. He wasn't going to like it. Who cares what his opinion was? Well, they, they took him because they knew that he would come out kicking and screaming right. and he would make a video kicking and screaming and millions of people would watch him kicking it, and screaming. Exactly. And so I don't want to give that any more, any more attention because this is what they want. They want everything. Ooh, ben Shapiro's freaking out. But people are watching the video. Well, yeah, people, people like to watch people lose their their ish as and, you put it yeah and the less said about that guy period the better but the thing is to go on for 42 minutes this reminds me of a number of years ago i did a video about four minutes about feminism about uh-huh. my support for feminism and some internet jokers did a video that was about 48 minutes Talking about my four minutes, criticizing my four minutes for 48 minutes. It's like, hey, guys, at least I understood brevity. I I had a I had a situation this week. It it was a much longer thing. It was very, very weird. But uh, a guy said, will you be on my stream or something? I'll, I'll be real short. But I checked out his Twitter feed. And he'd already done one of those. My thoughts on videos and he'd already done a video about an opinion i had on something and first of all if you're gonna invite someone to talk to you don't talk about them first where they can see it wait and i wait this guy 
talked about you and then invited you to come on his stream? Yeah. Well, that's putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, especially when the next thing on his Twitter timeline was an Andrew Tate meme. Oh, like making fun of Andrew Tate or supporting Andrew Tate? Uh, it, it was sort of a Tate... Uh, you know those ones where you can't be sure, but that probably means they're okay with the dude. Yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. So it's like these are the moments, and so I, 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 I talked about something else. I was very proud of my diplomatic response to, to him because I said, "Well, you've already done a video talking about me, and it was about feminism." And so I said, "You've already done a video talking about." my opinions don't you think this is overkill having and, you on to talk about your opinions yeah would be overkill think, yeah don't you think this is overkill uh he didn't take the hint and i forget what it was but he 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 retweeted something that was misgendering trans women and i said uh if uh, I see that this is on your timeline, will this be happening on the stream? Notice I didn't say if it's not if it's happening on the stream, I won't do it. It was just a simple question. Will this be happening on the stream? Right. I thought it brought up a valid concern. That's now, what he said. Yeah, and you know how I am about people not answering the question I asked. Oh, you're usually very, very patient and tolerant about that. I'm patient, but I want the question I asked answered because, of course, what comes next? He starts claiming I said a bunch of stuff I didn't say, accusing me of being offended, so on and so forth. Why? Just interrupt for a second. Yeah. Why are so many of these morons so interested and invested in making in, in, in telling people that you are offended and you tell no I'm, I'm not offended you're well, just because... an idiot but they really they really need to double down that you are offended because well, that because... validates you somehow well because that's shifting the focus from their poor behavior to your reaction to their poor behavior all right you answered my question so I interrupt go on yeah no that I mean that's why they do it and eventually it turns out the guy was offended because I was implying he was transphobic, according to him. Your call you said was, will this be the type of content that is on the stream? You, that, that's very, very diplomatic with no value judgments and, in it. And the thing is, I was prepared for him to answer I'm not going to do that. You're right. That was a misgendering. I retweeted it for the greater point. That would have been acceptable to me. But because that's somebody I can uh, I can uh, debate. Somebody who is at least willing to look straight at something and tell the truth. And I told the guy that this was not about your opinions. This was about your ability to behave honorably. If I ask you a question, if I try to set conditions for an appearance, I expect there to be a good faith discussion about this because if if you can't if you can't come at me straight about this, once we're in front of your audience, there's no hope in hell that's going to happen. No, and then if you go on and you're in front of their audience and you're like, "You know what? 
I'm out of here. Yeah. Then they make such great hay. Then you out of, rage You were offended. Quit. You stormed out. You rage quit. They yeah. then it that's the that's what they want. Instead they want of, that kind of drop. They don't yeah. really want to hear from you. They want you to leave. Yeah. Instead of this is a waste of my time. Well, they they want to be able to do a gang up with their chat, and sometimes it's funny. You know, I go on this thing um called Nerdette's newsstand, and sometimes I give the chatters grief. Uh, but, but those guys, I think they actually mean well. They just have very, they spend too much time on the internet and they get their heads filled with, you know what, bad ideas, we'll say. I think you can present a counter argument, but I just have this thing about people just being unnecessarily nasty you know it's one thing if you're really worked up about something and you have a strong feeling it's another entirely to just be a jerk because you can be a jerk but that's that's the fashion these days this is what trump has has opened the door for people used to be people used to know that it was social poison for you to be a jerk and now it's in they've created their own sphere of humanity where being a jerk is a badge of honor and you, have you embrace noticed, it though have you noticed though that the rules change depending on which political party is in power mm, well uh i think you know when when it's uh when it's trump in the, in office well i remember the first time somebody was really really horrible to a president's kids was Chelsea Clinton. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh called yeah. her a dog. They were horrible to her. And then you know, they they were they were sort of nasty to Sasha and Malia Obama. But oh, I think they, they sort they, of their stuff was because they're black, the stuff was more veiled, but yeah. just as just as yeah. toxic. Yeah. There, just, there was just as bullcrap. But at least they bothered with dog whistles with that one. But then Trump gets into office and all of a sudden, oh, no, don't go after his family, even though the ones that are even the ones that are working for the administration, that's his family. Don't go after his family. And then the minute Biden gets in, it's Hunter Biden all the time. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Jared Kushner uh, gave Saudi Arabia a pass on the murder of uh, Khashoggi, the, the uh, uh, journalist who had been living in America and working for an American company, he gave Saudi Arabia a pass. America didn't even react. And then as soon as he's out of office, Saudi Arabia gives Jared Kushner's company, which was circling the bull, yeah. a $2 billion investment. Yeah, yeah. There, there's no quid pro quo there, but they're trying to, to connect Hunter Biden's business deals to Joe Biden, even though they're looking and looking and looking, they cannot find any tissue of evidence that connects Joe Biden to his son's business dealings. But they keep looking and they keep talking about whistleblowers who either disappear or don't show up because they have other things oh, to do. Oh, really? Yeah. Or um, there's uh, they, they say there's that. There's, is that why there's all this lead up and then no story afterwards? I wonder what happened there. Because always whistleblower to testify before Congress and then no story. Yeah, the, this week the whistleblower had uh, a, had a, a schedule conflict, um, 
And, so they bailed. And uh, I think that uh, he's also uh, a convicted fraudster, if I'm right. Really? Um, so, and then there's the audio tapes that, uh, what's his name? Is it Comer? Um, the, uh, that idiot uh, Republican who uh, kept saying that there, are, there was an audio tape of Joe Biden taking a bribe from China yeah. or something like that. And no, there's no tape. There's no, one of his allies. I just say it's possible this tape does not exist. Do you there see? Was, there's no. There's. But you know what? All he wants is to put into the bloodstream of the right that there's proof Joe Biden had anything to do corrupt with China. Did you uh, see that Rudy Giuliani admitted he spoke falsehoods with the election fraud and then immediately issued a correction on a legal filing that? Oh no. All they're doing is moving on to the actual legal framework that will get the case dismissed. He's not actually admitting he lied. Um, the thing is, Giuliani is such a liar that at this point, if he told me he lied, I would worry that he was lying. It's at that point, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, Ouroboros, the snake I mean, eating its tail. What's disturbing to me is that people's view, not just opinions of the world, but the actual information that they're that they're accessing is different depending on the partisan slant of the news organization. And that's not news at that point. Well, every time somebody sues one of the Fox stars, uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, whoever the turd bag was before him, um, they uh, uh, for lying, basically, the defense by Fox News is this is entertainment. It isn't news. Yeah. People, anybody watching it knows that uh, this is just entertainment. It's not factual. But yeah. somehow that, of course, that never gets reported on Fox News. And Fox, if you're if you're a Fox News viewer, you only watch Fox News, nothing else. So they never get to see that Fox News is admitting that the things that Tucker Carlson and, and the, the turd bags like him are saying in yeah. prime time, there's no factual basis behind it. Well, it, it's it's double talk, right? Because there, see, there's Fox, the newsroom, that actually does report facts during the day. But then there's the opinion programming at night. And they just... Don't tell the truth. Well, here's the thing. Uh, lying isn't an opinion. <laughs> they call it opinion programming, but lying isn't an opinion. See, Even, I mean, the uh, the, uh, inner, the the chats, the texts that came out about Carlson talking yeah. to among it, it showed he knew he was lying. There have yes. been other instances of internal texts and communications where it shows that these people are going on and lying. So lying is not an opinion. Lying is lying. Well, that's the thing. I I am so polarized on this one because I think that everybody calls everybody a liar now. So it doesn't mean anything anymore. The only people the term liar stings is people that actually care about telling the truth. Uh, well, we're, we're in a world now where there are there's uh, a sphere of people where uh, something being true or false is a paradigm that 
uh, we base our, our world on, that it, it's a foundational uh, paradigm of our world. And then there's another sphere where whether something's true or false is not relevant. Mm-hmm. It's what they want to believe, what someone can help them believe. Right. And in the case of Donald Trump, what he, he doesn't care if he's lying or telling the truth. He just his gauge is what will people believe that I when I say it? not not even it's if you're loyal, uh, you have to let him sling the BS, even though, you know, he's lying. That's what loyalty means to a guy like him. Let him lie. If you well, don't let him lie, spoiled, you're just loyal. He's a spoiled rich kid who was never told no. And right. he's not interested in being told no. Right. Right, yep. but he he demands people let him lie. And oh yeah, you're. I mean, if you try to tell him the truth, or tell the truth uh, around him, you're yeah. out. I mean, yeah. look what he did to Bill Barr. Protected his ass on the uh, the the uh, Mueller report. The Mueller yeah. report didn't find Trump was innocent. The Trump campaign was innocent. The Mueller report uh, it, simply they didn't feel that they were empowered. Right. to suggest charges that yeah. they gave the information over to the attorney general. And Mueller said there are things in there that, you know, mm-hmm. could have led to charges. But the attorney general was a Trump appointee and he just whitewashed the whole thing and, and pushed it away. Uh, Bill Barr threw away decades of credibility as a legal mind to mm-hmm. serve Trump. And then as soon as he came out and said, look, There is no evidence of any voter fraud that would have changed the outcome of the election. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boy, Trump couldn't couldn't distance himself faster, couldn't call him names fast enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it's become and there are some people, you know, on the left that are no better. Plenty of them. Yeah. And this is the thing that the the damage that the dishonesty of the the MAGA types and, and, you know, when when the dishonest get into power, they're a bigger problem. And the only difference between the dishonesty on the left and the dishonesty of the right is the right's better at getting into power. Well, the right has, and I think we've talked about this before, the right has amazing uh, message discipline amazing message discipline. First of all, they played the long game. They started getting in on school boards and municipal offices Mm -hmm. and stuff. They Mm -hmm. realized that that local power had local power. Uh, So they did that, wherein the Democrats are still fighting with each other. And then um, the... uh, the, I mean, the Republicans fight with each other. It just happens behind closed doors. Oh, yeah, yeah. They provide they it's a united front, as you say, from the Republicans. But you think about what happened when the indictment came down on Trump about the the mishandling and misappropriation of classified documents. Yeah. The message discipline on the right was this is politically motivated. This is they didn't address the substantial amount of evidence that was presented they didn't address what if he did this Uh what they said was it's politically motivated so they moved the dialogue away altogether from focusing on what this guy is alleged to have done 
to it being, and you know what? It worked. It's it's got into well, the bloodstream of the general population. But then they launched a politically motivated persecution of Hunter Biden. Yeah, but that, but they're they're the left has no message discipline. For all the talks about the left wing media, the left wing media wow. is horrible at yeah. getting out any kind of consistent left wing message. The right is much more disciplined. Maybe that's why they respond so well to authoritarianism. Well, they it's it's the other way around. They're good at message discipline because they like authoritarians. They like somebody telling them what to do. But that I find that kind of absurd about these all these conspiracies about the left as well. If you ever spend any time in leftist organizing, is all you have to do is wait for quiet and they will start tearing each other apart like a pack of wild dogs. Yeah, agreed. It's like people say that the the Democrats organized this multi-part, hundreds of moving parts uh, campaign to in to overthrow and falsify and fraud make a fraudulent the 2020 election. Yeah, this is the group of people that when they controlled all three branches of American government couldn't get their agenda through. But yep. these people somehow work together like uh, a, a well-oiled machine to create this this vast conspiracy. The, the, the Democrats can't conspiracy their way out of a paper bag. Yeah, I mean, the Republicans are starting to falter, too. And, you know, we talk about this in American paradigms, but Canada's starting to get its problems, too. Yeah, well, in yeah. this regard. And I since this is, you know, Canada, I... Uh, we have to stop thinking that this is strictly an American problem. There are shenanigans here and we don't pay nearly enough attention to the shenanigans here because the shenanigans in the U S are shenanigans. <laughs> All right. Like so another rich kid who was never told no Elon Musk, we're seeing what he, what happens with these people He's taken Twitter. He's flushed Twitter down the toilet uh, yeah. and he's ruined its reputation. And now he's changing its name to X, which Twitter's branding was solid. Yeah. You only change branding that's solid if your branding is a problem, like Aunt Jemima syrup. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, some people will fight you on that. I'm not going to fight you on that. I completely agree with you. Yeah, but it was determined that this that there was a that there was a messaging problem with the Aunt Jemima brand, so they changed it. But, <laughs> well, okay, the entire message was the problem. Well, I think they took, I believe they took Uncle Ben's either maybe his name, but certainly his likeness off of the converted rice because he was basically a glorified slave. Um, and never yeah. received, I don't think, any money for his likeness. Um, but Twitter didn't have that. Twitter was got a real stink on it since uh, Musk came in and allowed uh, every lunatic with a hate axe to grind to get back on Twitter. It had a stink to it, but it mm -hmm. was there was it was still active. People, it, people, people, were still people were still waiting for it to go back to normal. Yeah, and then he decides to rebrand it as X for no discernible reason. Well, the reason is he's obsessed with the whole X thing. What do you mean? He's always been obsessed with X. 
that originally the financial service that became PayPal, he wanted to call it X. And one of the things he wants to do is, and this is disastrous. Every time someone has attempted this, it's been a bad idea, but he's back on the idea of an everything site. You know, it does media, banking, you know, anything you could possibly think of the, the X does. And every time I remember when uh, Xbox had an own the living room strategy. So they wanted to be an everything box. They wanted to be TV. They wanted to be movies. They wanted to be games. That was the Xbox One. And that's when PlayStation just became super market dominant because people don't want their video game console to be TV. If you can get TV on your video game console, great. But primarily your video game console is a video game console. You uh, know? Yeah. Single, well, it's like, and this is such a this has become such an old reference. But back in the day when VHS tapes were all the rage, mm -hmm. they used to sell a television that had With, a VHS player yeah. built in. And yeah. the thing was, it was neither a very good television no. nor VHS player. No, um, they had to keep the price point down. Yeah. So it did two things, neither of them well. Yep. Yeah. And I, you know, the what how do you change it instead of saying i'm gonna tweet you, you say i'm gonna x you that sounds like yeah. you're either gonna punch them or do something pornographic well i pointed out that uh a bbc presenter recently there was a scandal and part of it was he put a kissy face emoji in a communication with a female uh staffer and can you imagine business communications i'm gonna x you or I'm going to send you an X. XO used to mean like kiss hug. Yeah. It's that it's a, it's a workplace nightmare. It's People a, are just going to keep calling it Twitter. Well, the thing is, if I look at my Twitter page, the top where the little birdie used to be is now an X. Yeah. But everything else refers to itself as Twitter on the page. Oh well, yeah. Cause they haven't, this was obviously done in haste. Yeah, I like mean, overnight. He he's one of the he he wrote an idea down on his hand when he was well, half asleep, and the it, next day made it happen. It looks to me he should have just renamed the service Rosebud. Yeah, because he's hitting that point. For those who don't understand that, shame on you. Look up Citizen Kane. The movie. yeah, but I mean, we're we're at the Rosebud point. He's just lost it, if he ever had it. I think he may be one of these people that just. He was a conduit to funding, so a lot of people point out, pointed out, uh, uh, put up with him. Yeah, he reminds me a bit of a combination of Silicon Valley characters. You know the show Silicon Valley? Silicon Valley was such a great, yeah. one of the best comedies I've ever seen, and, and totally overlooked and totally true. About That's what the made tech it sector. funny, as Homer says, it's funny because yeah. it's true. But Musk is is big head. From Silicon Valley. He's the guy who actually isn't very good at anything, but always manages to fall upward. Well, he's you know, that the th guy. thing people don't understand is um, Elon Musk did not design the Tesla electric car. That yeah. that was there were two other people. He bought the company. Yeah. Um, what he's good at is seeing things which may have uh, opportunity for growth, but he doesn't actually create anything 
It's other people who do all the work while he gets the credit. And all he is is a rich kid who's got the ability to throw money around and had the ability to build PayPal because he had money to throw around. Well, he and... didn't do it alone with PayPal. No, that wasn't it was... Sergey Brin and somebody it else? It was a bunch of people and Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel. But he, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to, well, not easy, it's easier to make money, especially on uh, things where you're taking a risk, if you already have the money so that if the risk doesn't work out, you got a safe lending. Well, no, you you have money and you know other people with more money because you never spend your own money on these things. No, no, it's always uh, other people's money, OPM. Right. Yeah, but I mean, with, with him, like the idea of an everything service is a terrible idea and I can tell you why really, really quickly. Well, I think the, the VHS TV thing you know, sort of summed it up, but I'd like to hear yours. Well, you know how they always tell you don't reuse your passwords? Yes. So if it's an everything service, that is the ultimate reusing of passwords. If somebody compromises that, it's it's the problem with the a Apple ecosystem. If someone gets in there, they have access to everything. And there was a, uh, I was dealing, I was helping people with a, they got hacked on Discord. It's a chat service. Mm -hmm. And they not only got a hold of this one guy's credit card, but they used his friend network, which it's, you know, Twitter's a social media company. People have friend networks. He used They used his friend's network to fool at least two other people and got their passwords. So in an everything service, your bank account, is only as secure as your stupidest friend. <laughs> oh, dear God. That's the problem with Elon Musk's idea. Now, oh. Elon Musk doesn't see the problem because he's the stupidest friend. That is that is well put. It's funny the number of people say, yeah, you call him stupid. Look all the money he has. You know, with Trump, it was, yeah, you think he's, he's, he's looking all the money bad. he has. Look, he's married to a supermodel. It's like, uh, oh. Okay, the money came from his father, and um, the supermodel is a business arrangement. How are you well, judging okay. somebody's character and ability to lead on stupid Melania, things like this? Melania was a model. She was never a supermodel. Oh, no? No. No. She was never a supermodel. I, I don't know where the model slash supermodel line I, fell. It, they just say supermodel because she was a model. You know, but she never, she didn't, I mean, she, she got jobs as a model, but she, she completed her objective. She came over here modeling, looking to find a rich guy. Had a kid. So yep. that, that's the cash for life lottery. <laughs> um, all right. I think we got to go to a break. Yeah. Uh, when we the come cash back. Cash for life lottery. Oh, that one stung. Because it's true. Yeah, but ow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Leanna, the one of the spookiest things of all time in American cinema has to be the Oompa Loompas from the original Willy Wonka movie with Gene Wilder from back in the 70s. Those things were haunting. They were there was just something menacing about them. I don't know what it was, but there was something menacing. I think it's because they didn't talk. I have a problem with characters that don't talk like they in, sang though they sang 
So that's okay. But in the old Gumby series, the blockheads, the villains, freaked me out because they never talked. Right. I didn't like the Pink Panther cartoons because nobody talked. Those things freaked me out. Anyway, um, they, they remade Willy Wonka with, uh, with uh, Johnny Depp. Not a great movie. And what they did was they used effects. So they had one guy who was every Oompa yes. Oompa. Yeah. Um, now they're redoing it with, I don't know, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, probably because Ezra Miller flamed out. Yeah, so and Adam Driver said no. They are Adam, the same person in my mind. Um, well, that'd be great. So then all, one has to go away and both are gone. Um, so they're doing that. They're, they're releasing it soon. And Hugh Grant is playing the Oompa Loompa. I don't know if he's okay. playing all of them, but he's definitely playing, probably he's playing all of the Oompa Loompas. And what they've done is digitally shrunk him and yet made his head disproportionately large for the body. Right. And, you know, there's a, you know, there's a lot of movement towards greater representation in movies they you know they say there's you know an asian character should be played by an asian person a black mm -hmm. character should be played by a black person uh a trans person uh, character should be played by a trans person mm -hmm. and i support i support these to, to reasonable levels but now little people as they call themselves now um, are angry because they say that movies like willy wonka uh, using digital effects to shrink people who are not little people, it, taking away jobs from little people. And I find that a compelling argument. Well, in every one of these stories, you will be you will get a little people are angry headline, no matter what choice the film makes. And but that's the OK, but the, but the, do you see their point? Um. Well, first of all, little people are not a monolith. And I've talked to some little people that it's one thing, you know, like Gimli the dwarf. Now, th th that's controversial because dwarves are not human dwarf, like human beings with pituitary dwarfism. Dwarves in Tolkien are a mystical race. So some are okay with what's his name uh jonathan reese something uh playing gimli others think that role should have gone to an actual oh that role. was john john reese davies right john reese i think so yeah yeah Salah uh, from Indiana yeah boy does that guy had an interesting career uh but uh then there are other people that say and i connect to this because i felt this way about the whole uh, the goblins in Harry Potter being Jews thing. It's like, if you look at me and see that, we have an issue, you know? They were Jews? That that in, there was a big stink over the game. That, I mean, they're the bankers and they have hook noses. Oh my. But. Where but did, what was her inspiration? The Protocols of the Elders of Zion? Well, this is what people have put onto it. One of the things they've cited is that they they have a, a, a horn made out of bone. And they're saying it's a shofar. But the you know how many, bone how many, horn... Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Every, every uh, uh, ancient peoples used yeah. a ram's horn as a horn 
because they didn't have brass to make trumpets. Right. And so the, the you know, ancient Judaism does not have the market cornered on bone horns. But, you know, and the Oompa Loompas, I've talked to some people who, who feel this way. Oompa Loompas are creepy little monsters. And as much as they'd like the work, that's probably pretty stigmatizing. It's up there with the way some people feel about always playing Christmas elves. Um, all right. Some people feel that way. I, I understand the ones who say that digital technology is taking away their jobs. And another point they made, which is why do li little people, why are they only considered for roles that are little people? Why can't they just be normalized playing a role in a movie? Well, I mean, that's what's sort of great about what Peter Dinklage did. But, you know, not everybody's going to be Peter Dinklage. No, I mean, he's, a, he's an amazing actor. But, I, but I why, I think... like, why can't a friend of the, the guy, of the main characters, why can't the friend just be a little person? Well, that was like that Golden Girls episode where Rose dated a, a little person. Oh, yeah. Remember that? And it was like this big thing and everybody was making faux pas and, and, and you know, the classic moment was Dorothy offered the Rose's date uh, uh, an appetizer, but it was a shrimp cocktail. So shrimp and she immediately like bit her knuckle and ran into the kitchen, you know, mm. and couldn't so, do that today. <laughs> I mean, there's uh there's no winning here. And the thing that I always sort of prick my ears up at is the fact that, like I said, no matter what choice they made here, they'd be focusing on the outrage of the community and not whether or not this was the right, uh, the right call artistically or, you know, morally. See, and I think if you're going to use a full size actor, as an Oompa Loompa, you should do the May He Rest in Peace Tim Conway Dorf method. You should have them on their knees with shoes on their knees. I mean, okay, casting Hugh Grant gives you a sense of what the Oompa Loompas are going to be like. So, I mean, the, the character Hugh Grant plays in the Dungeons and Dragons movie is pretty much all Hugh Grant plays now. A good-looking uh, rogue villain. Well, kind of... Uh, a slightly slimy, uh, dishonest, creepy kind of don't trust him thing. Well, we'll see what 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 pans out. I don't I don't, I don't see myself rushing to the theater to see Willy Wonka. I, I have I, no. I, I do. I will just drop this here. I do want to first weekend go and see Blue Beetle because that movie looks amazing and it's getting beat up because it followed the Flash, which was a stinker. Um, When's that coming out? August sometime. Oh, okay. I mean, I still got to see Oppenheimer. Too. I'm disappointed. When I heard the movie was Oppenheimer, I thought it was about Alan Oppenheimer, the guy who did the voice of yes. Skeletor yes. in Masters of the Universe. Now that I found out that it's about this nuclear guy, I'm less interested than if it was about the guy who did the voice of Skeletor. See, I'll be back to have vengeance. You know, there's a lot of, Leanna, there's a lot of toys now that movie companies are trying to turn into uh, movies. I, I mean, they tried a few years ago with Battleship, which was a stinker of all stinkers. Really? I'm thinking, okay. People said they enjoyed that. I didn't see it. I saw it. 
It was I oh, saw it, it on, on TV. Bad movie. Um, okay. I'd like them to do one on Operation. Didn't they do one about Operation? Yeah, they did. I missed it, so I, that's I'm, bad. I'm start. I'm starting to. I have a. I have a tingling in the back of my my brain. Let me look. Yeah, uh, I'd love to see how they would adapt Operation to oh, a movie. No, it looks like there was a wait. Oh no, it was a movie called Operation Fortune. <laughs> That's not the same thing. Um, no. By the way, two things people should know: it appears the chipmunk is out of my house. Oh, it appears that the chipmunk was out of my house the day Randy, the chipmunk hunter, came in to get rid of the the chipmunk humanely. I thought you saw the chipmunk that day. We saw the chipmunk. It ran downstairs to the the basement. The laundry room and the furnace room are connected, and there's a door to shut them off from the rest of the house. He put his traps, the humane traps in there, and we shut the door, and uh, two weeks and nothing. The traps weren't tripped. There's no smell of anything dead. So uh, Randy, the chipmunk hunter, came back. He said, no, it got out because it, uh, it, it, there's no way it could have survived. And it turns out that the way that it got in had not actually been sealed. So okay. it probably got out the way that it got in and it appears to be gone. And Randy is about $400 richer. Um, and I'm $400 poorer. I mean, he did have to come back and forth. He came once and came back to get his traps once. Yeah, but he still had to, I mean, with the price of gas now? Well, if he was coming from Quebec, okay. Um, oh, I don't know. It, he That's an honest living. I have no problem paying people for well, something. I, it's, it's, no, no. It's his, peace service, of mind. his service, Leanna, sorry to interrupt, is chipmunk removal. He didn't remove the chipmunk. It left on Ed. its own. He didn't. He did nothing to encourage it to leave. It left on its own. He did not remove the chipmunk. You know... If you someone comes to it. wash your windows and they stand there with a hose, but they don't actually wash your windows, do you pay them for washing your windows? Well, that's a different type of service. That can be guaranteed. Well, yeah, the windows will, will definitely be there, whereas chipmunk. Um, right. I right, mean, we... he did he seal up the hole? Yeah, yeah, it's sealed up now. Okay, so that's a service. I sealed it up. He didn't do it. I'm and gonna charge me four hundred bucks. He came out multiple times. He did give the use. He gave you the use of his traps. I paid four hundred dollars to rent two little traps. People have paid four hundred dollars to rent far stupider things, Ed. All right, Leanna, the voice of reason on this and intelligence and knowledge on this show, um, is also that on her podcast. It's not therapy. Navigating the madness of mental health. Helping people understand their uh, their their mental health issues or the emotional challenges that they face day to day, and uh, helps people understand them, get a grip on them. There's experts that come in. There's talk. It's uh, not jargony. It's not judgy. It's entertaining. It's light in places, but it's it's got lots of information that's easy to digest. Uh, it's not therapy. Available on all podcast platforms and the SiriusXM app. And you can listen to me at the Sock on uh, weeknights, Monday to Friday, nine to uh, midnight to f- uh, five a.m. ninety-four nine The Rock in the GTA, or the Rock.fm online and around the world.
All right, Leanna, it's time to go. And now I turn the floor over to you to do that thing you do with such a flourish. Bye-bye. Oh, musical this time. Bye-bye. <laughs>